Also, it is I, Sauceman. Be wary of the wizard as you enter the Dark Realm and seek the voluminous fairy for upgrades. For this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor. Fluxing. Crew. Distinctions. Scanning for The Legend of Zelda. A Link to the Past. 1991. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Did you say you were Saruman? Why would I be listening to Saruman? He's a bad guy. It's Salsa Man. I could never pronounce his name when we were playing the game. Welcome, rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 162, where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. And if you end up loving the show and want to see it thrive, you can become a reflux capacitor, making our time travel possible alongside our patrons, Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, The Feelin' Film Podcast, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, Mrs. Lomax, Andy Lewis, and three other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so, so much. It means so much to us for supporting us on Patreon. I am Francisco Ruiz, your captain of the pod, and sailing with me as always is your XO, Paul, the master interrupter powers. Happy six years of doing this podcast, Paul. Hey, happy sixth anniversary. Do you know what the sixth anniversary gift is, Francisco? Uh, uh, Master Sword. Close. In the U.S., it's iron. and oh. But the modern people have changed it to wood because I guess it's easier to give gifts of wood <laughs> than iron. So either way, if you have a Master Sword of iron or wood, that might work. You know, a know. cast iron skillet is a great tool, so that's a great gift. Give that. I'd rather have a master sword than a <laughs> cast, cast well, iron skillet. Sure, but regardless. So, oh, so are you saying you 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 bought me for this anniversary a wooden master sword? Is that where you're too saying? late? I returned it now. <laughs> master skillet's on its way. Oh well, that's great. I appreciate the thought, Paul. Uh, now, why don't you tell us who is rewinding with us for The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Okay, this time out, we are joined by Tactics <laughs> Officer. Tic-Tac Officer? Tic-Tac Tic-tac Officer. Tic-Tac Officer, Kitos Q. Ruiz. Welcome back aboard, Q. It's been too long. It has. It has, Paul and Francisco, even though you get the wrong script. It's okay. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall, Q, as always. <laughs> uh, thank you, Paul. Looking forward to hearing of our discussion with Q and later and also finding out how we each answer this movie's trivial question, which is a comic book adaptation of A Link to the Past illustrated by Shotaro Ishinomori. Oh, that's pretty good. Thank you. Was published in Nintendo Power that and that was serialized for 12 issues from January to December in 1992. The comic is a loose adaptation of the original game's story featuring several plot changes and new characters. So my question to you is, if you could choose any Zelda game to be remade in any medium, which game would it be and what medium? So we'll be each answering that question as the show progresses. But for now, Exo, here's your course for this episode. First, our roundtable discussion will consist of the trailer, synopsis, production details for The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Then we'll discuss the things we liked and disliked about this game. We'll follow that up with our final reign of classic, nostalgic, or tragic, and then come back to our own time with feedback and announcements. Got that, Exo? Yep. That about does it. 
Alert! Alert! Approaching target. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. Introducing the epic challenge that only the Super Nintendo Entertainment System could make possible. Across endless land and water, you search. Deep into a parallel world, where light becomes dark, you search. And just when you think your search has ended, you find it's just begun. The new Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Now you're playing with power and superpower. I remember that. I hated that they gave away that spoiler right in the commercial there. It's like, oh, that would have been so great to find out during the gameplay that you have all this other thing to go to. So I was like in the dark world ready to beat the game. And I'm like, hey, I thought it's supposed to like open up to this all other world and found out that I beat the game. So anyway. so that's what you remembered about the ad. But let's talk about our memory mind melt of this game. First, okay. here's what we remembered about the story for A Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. So the story started out with Link waking up in bed on a rainy night. Trouble has seized the forest, the castle, and taken Princess Zelda captive. Link has to find the princess in a, in a castle while dodging guards. He has to save Zelda, and after you get some artifacts, you think that the game is over. But Link not only has to defeat all the baddies in the light world, but the dark world as well. At the end, you fight a giant pig boss dude named Ganon. Fill in the blank with something here to save the kingdoms. What? Then you go home a hero. Gameplay, um, a fun isometric action RPG that is more focused on gameplay with lots of items and puzzles than it is on story while you push buttons, read text, and look for things. And the multiplayer, what we remember, is not in the SNES version. Four Swords came out afterwards, but also asking your friends during recess how to get from the bottom of Death Mountain to the top. Wow. Um, I think that was, man, a lot of that seemed really on point. Though Trouble has not seized the forest, the castle, and taken Princess Zelda. It was Ganon, really. So, unfortunately... Isn't Ganon Trouble? But he's not. He's not, not trouble. Trouble he's isn't trouble. personified in game. Trouble isn't capitalized either. I'm sorry. That was accepted. <laughs> uh, but based on those memories, as flawed as they may have been, what rating did they lead us to predict for this game, Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past? Let's start with Q. I predicted it'd be classic. Classic, and Paul. Classic. I predicted classic as well. I'll be very curious to find out if actually having played through the game, if some of us played through it, uh, <laughs> how those reigns pan out. Uh, but first, I'd like to hear about the technical details of this game. Like, if you know who who was developed by, uh, who did the music, stuff like that. Um the Legend of Zelda Link to the Past is an action-adventure video game developed and published by Nintendo for the Super Nintendo Entertainment. Sorry, Super Nintendo Entertainment. Everybody got that? That's what SNES stands for. <laughs> Super Nintendo Entertainment. It keeps a sane. Video game console. It is the third installment of the Legend of Zelda series and was released in 1991 in Japan and in 1992 in North America and Europe. It had some other, you know, ports into the Game Boy Advance and such. <laughs> and I don't know who uh, did the music. Probably that that guy that you kept asking about while playing through the game. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, do you happen to have his name on here? Yeah, so 
Koji Kondo composed the music for A Link to the Past, as well as the music for Star Fox, six, Star Fox 64, which oh. we covered on RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 49, also with Q, and yeah. Super Mario World, which was slash 27, also with Q, who is our yeah. game correspondent slash tactics officer. Yeah. Yeah, Tic Tacs. <laughs> <laughs> and I also want to say the uh, director for Legend of Zelda Link to the Past was Takashi Tezuka. And in addition to this, he also directed Super Mario World, uh, again, slash uh, 27. All right. So the budget of this this game was unknown, but um, it was one of the best-selling Super Nintendo games of all times and won a bunch of awards. So probably didn't gross very much then is what you're saying compared to its budget. <laughs> well, it sold millions upon millions upon millions. All right. I guess we'll give it the benefit of the doubt. There. There we go. Cool beans. Well, it sold millions of millions. There's got to be a lot of stuff people like about this game then, right? Maybe? I don't know. Maybe. Well, let's let's talk about the thing. I mean, you came here not this to game's talk about pretty it. old. <laughs> that's true. And let's let's see if there's anything that still holds up for us as we uh, played it. What did we still like? Uh, let's start with our guest, Q. And let me ask, mm-hmm. get this out of the way. How did you play this game? Did you play all the way through it? Uh, and then give us a like. Yeah. Uh so I was actually not able to play all the way through it. Oh, uh, yeah, it uh <laughs> It took me a lot longer to get through some parts than I had thought it would. <laughs> I thought I'd be able to breeze through it. And I played for about two weeks, and I got stumped on some parts. It took me a while because I didn't want to use any guides or anything. Sure. I was just using my own brain power, not asking someone at recess you know, how to, you know how to get up to Death Mountain. And, uh, Cheater. It was. It, it actually. It was. Is hard. Like I had to go back through the dungeons a few times. But um, I played it on my Nvidia Shield. Oh, nice. Which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so it uses an SNES emulator. Very cool. And what was something you liked about Legend of Zelda while you played it? The the amount you did play. Uh, so speaking of dungeons, that is something that I really liked as hard as they were for me to figure out some of the like intricacies of it and the hidden secrets to them. Mm-hmm. They were a lot of fun. Like, um, even backpedaling through them, it was challenging, especially some of the enemies, but mm-hmm. it was, I don't know. I, I felt a great sense of accomplishment when I did finish a dungeon. Yeah. Like it was like, I really like figured it out and. I don't know. It felt good. I yeah. like that. Yeah, totally. Paul, uh, did you have uh, the same feeling? Uh, yeah, that was my first like. Is, oh, cool. Is um, I like the way they set up the uh, uh, and and this is true of a, a lot of Zelda games where there's like a hidden item. I and not the map, but like a, like uh, something like you can use like a tool or a shield or something. And then fighting the the boss. Each of the bosses were mostly different. And so I mostly. appreciate mostly. <laughs> so I I appreciated the 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 variety of the uh, the castles, the dungeons. Yeah, and you know what, guys? Yeah. The, oh, and Paul, how did you play this game? And how oh, far I did play, you get? Um, I played it. I owned the the game, the physical game, <laughs> but I don't. But I don't have my SNES hooked up, so I played it on a Windows emulator. Mm-hmm. And how far I got is 
not very far because <laughs> life gets in the way. Indeed. <laughs> I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, cool. And you know what? I'm right lock and step with you guys. The the how the dungeons got gradually harder and the boss fights were just really satisfying at the end of these dungeons, uh, for the most part. I have a couple I'll, I'll mention later. But I, I thought that was a really great it, it, it it felt like you were genuinely, even though there's no experience bar or experience levels you're gaining, you sort of de facto are gaining experience in just how your ability to play this game and that it mat- the game matches that with the the difficulty of the dungeons and the difficulty of the boss fights for the most part, which is, I thought, really great. And how I played this game was I played it on my SNES Classic, the, the mini... <laughs> and I did was able to get through the whole game because I played it for uh, streams. Quick plug for uh, you can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash RetroRewindPod where we stream uh, Mondays and Fridays when OBS is cooperating. Uh, <laughs> let's get back to something else uh, Q like though. Uh, so uh, you guys are, have been touching on this a little bit, but I really like the items um, that you could get in the game. Dang uh, it! Sorry, no, no, no. I'm right there with it. That's also my second leg. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, the the items, uh, especially, like, y- yeah, once you got an item, you could actually do more things in the world. I really like that style, where it's, like, instead of gaining, like, levels or experience, you yeah. gain actual abilities that let you like transverse things differently. Yeah. Um, the shovel, the power, the power glove was a huge one. Yeah, getting that, like that, that was nice. Then the the mirror, of course, like the being able to go to the dark world. That's like a whole like yeah. that right there. I mean, talking about being able to transverse the place differently. Yeah, and that ice wand I was always using. Well, I'll tell you what, my f- that's sarcastic, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite object Maybe? was was probably the boots so I could go faster instead of walking everywhere. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would, would you have preferred a if there was some sort of mount to the boots or do you think the boots was even better? What do you mean mount? A, like a horse or like an Epona that you could ride? No, I liked it. You liked it? Okay. Fair. How about you? I, I, I'd agree with Paul. Like I, I thought the boots were a better fit in this game because yeah. um, well, you could just go. I, yeah. <laughs> I can. Uh, I'll, hold, hold it it leads into go. one of my dislikes, so I'll, I'll talk about that later. Oh, okay, but right. yeah, the boots. The boots is nice. I like the boots for the game. So cool. going going off of what you were saying, I said it was also my second like. What I actually liked is that I, I mentioned that you collect objects in the dungeons, but I liked going around the real real world outside the dungeon and collecting the objects oh, like as well. The ones you sort of find happens not happens. Yeah, but <clears throat> just sort of off yeah. the side. Yeah, I especially. Yeah. Love, I really that wasn't one of my likes, but I did really like sort of looking for features that seemed like it was a clue that something in the dark world or in the light world, if you just moved to the right section and and flipped, yeah. then you would get yeah. something. I thought I really liked being on the lookout for clues like that. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. But so that was your other like, Paul. You said, yeah, collecting objects in the real world, not just the dungeons, and yeah. then how they they helped you not only in the real world but also in the dungeons. Yeah. Um, Another, like, for me, which isn't 
in keeping with either of those was the music for this game. I just oh, that's a I, good one. I love the 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 main overworld theme's great, but I also love the the dungeon theme. Exactly. And uh, the the I really like the dark world theme. Though for some reason that's not coming to me right now, the overworld dark world theme. Not the dark side theme, Paul. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, I really uh, so much of the music in this was just so beautiful, and I, I really I really appreciated it. Um, even the even the fairy. Okay. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> Putting me to sleep. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, yeah, it's it's music that I hummed to myself, and I, I just really enjoyed the score. And it's influenced. It's impacted so many other. I was reading it impacts a lot of other uh, Zelda games going forward. They use uh, they motif themes from from this game. Uh, so those were the things we really liked about this game. Let's now go to our classic makers. What we love the most about A Legend of Zelda, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. I was confused. The A and the The. <laughs> A Legend of Zelda. I have another like. Wait, I have another like. Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh. You gave me two, but you kind of a classic maker. And maybe uh, that nudge. ties into your other like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Let's see how I could tie these two together. Yeah, so. go for it. Go for it. All right. I'm interested in hearing this. Okay. Uh, so my classic maker, which you took, Francisco, that's okay, is the music. Um, I, I I truly believe this was like a classic maker, if there ever was a classic maker, yeah. when it comes to the music. Mm-hmm. As soon as I started the game, the music, mm-hmm. I was instantly pulled into the world. Yeah, like within true. a second. Like the, hearing that that specific soundtrack, like I, I can't do it in my head just yeah. just at the moment, but bum, I know it. Like not the same, not not that one. That's the <laughs> overworld one, the one where you're uh, first going to the castle and it's raining. Oh, that sound. isn't that the dungeon one? Maybe not. No, the dungeon one's like even darker, which oh, I like. I was doing. I'm sorry, I was doing the cave one. You're right. I'm no. I yeah. was, that that's the cave one that I was doing. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There, there's so many good tracks yes. in it, and yes. uh, yeah, I can see why they use so many motifs. And like you said, in the other games, because uh, I, I don't even know how they could beat it. Yeah. <laughs> the music is so well done. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. I mean. I remember thinking back. I I really enjoyed playing through Twilight Princess, but none of the music standing out in my head when right? compared to this. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. and uh, and to tie it into my my like because this is all part of my classic make. Yeah, all, all part. I, I I listened to this music while I was noticing that items on the map were marked. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Because I didn't expect that from an old game like this. Wait, items on the map were marked? I don't yeah, that. like the like when you find the compass, then it tell you what what room the master key is oh. in. Oh, oh, it yeah. did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I thought I only told you where the boss was. No, it, it would oh tell you where gosh. items are, and then in fact, um, as you talk to certain NPCs in the overworld, they'd actually. They uh, they mark stuff on the map for you. Oh, I didn't talk to a whole lot of NPCs, so that's <gasps> interesting. 
I thought you up. talked to a lot. I was trying to get the, the game as fast as possible. <laughs> 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 I I would have liked to have explored more, but I was like, I gotta go. I gotta kept, get through this. I'm talking to the 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 fortune teller. <laughs> yeah, I actually never talked to the fortune teller. So I saw you. What? what? Really? No, I talked once. I'm like, eh, I don't want. I don't want my fortune told, and that was it. And everyone uh, back. Probably probably better that way. They kept telling me things I already knew. Yeah. <laughs> like Cranky Kong. <laughs> uh, Paul, That'd what's... an amazing cameo. What came out before. <laughs> what's your classic maker for this game? You, you kind of hit on this before when you're talking about how the difficulty in the dungeons increased. Mm-hmm. But uh, what, uh, mine was a little more, I guess, specific. But I liked how the game increased overall, and so did your weapons and and your arm. Like as the game increased, like so did your armor, and then like so did like the magic that you got. It only you were to get things that only used like half of the magic, so that you yeah, use more true. magic. Yeah, you know. So as the game increased, did so did that, your. Though? I feel like so I went you, through magic so fast. I'm wondering if I ever got that item that gave you half. Well, that's what I'm saying is that it gave you the ability sure. to to increase with the game. Mm-hmm. So I I liked that aspect. Sure, I get that. Okay, cool. So that so that the game was like like we were saying before. There's no yeah. experience bar, but it sort of is like you almost have an experience bar that you're gaining levels, but not without the levels. Yeah, and you know, and you get more hearts along the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything increased. Yeah. Nice. Well, for me, my classic maker is actually, I think this is sort of because I've gone so into doing my own pixel art uh, lately, but I felt like the art direction in this game is just so beautiful. And the pixel art is just, every every detail in this feels like it was handcrafted and really a lot of care put into, especially that uh, this game I was reading is uh, double the size of most NES uh games in terms of overall i guess the size of the game itself uh but they even but they still had to limit the how many colors they were using to fit it all in like they had they could have used 16 colors in each block but they only did eight just to keep space down and i i even at that i thought that was amazing how they were able to have so much so many interesting enemies Link was always you're always able to see where he was. Uh, the it, you could tell when you went to a new area like the the Death Mountain or the forest. Everything looked like it, it was its own not continent but its own region. Uh, it wasn't like all just the same. I just I, I really love the overall art direction of this game. So that's my classic maker for the Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. Prepositions are hard. Well, so I, I would say our likes aren't very trivial. I mean, maybe they are to you, but if you listen, if you're a regular listener, they're they're probably very important to you, right? We're important. We're important to you, right? Right? Well, probably Whoa, so important <laughs> that you want to hear some trivia about us. So let's go to that. And this is our trivial question, which again was: If you could choose any Zelda game to be remade in any medium, which game would it be, and what medium? Let's start with Q. What do you think? <sighs> This is a tough one. It is. Oh wow. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, 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 I know the answer to this for me. Okay. It would okay. have to be um, Zelda uh, Majora's Mask hmm. remade on the Switch. 
Oh, okay. So just remade as another game, not like yes. a movie or a comic book or anything like that. Oh, another. Oh, another medium. Ah, yeah. I got. You. I was thinking like console to console. Like gotcha. okay, no. yeah, as another medium. Yeah. Ooh, definitely. Um, as a either a TV series or a movie. TV series um, or a movie for Majora's Mask, though, again? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Seems like it would work I, better as a movie because you only have a t- small time frame, right? No. Well, um, it could be a TV series like a Netflix series. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And I think, actually, you sent me a link before, Francisco, with uh, a Majora's Mask. Someone made a 3D animation of it. Oh, okay. Uh, the intro to it. Oh, yeah, to yeah. The yeah. Game. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would love to see something like that on, like, Netflix. Okay. They could definitely do it episodic because mm-hmm. even though it's a short it's like a three-day time frame mm-hmm. in majora's mask mm-hmm. you go through the same three days over and over again doing oh, okay. different things each time sort of oh, like nice. groundhog day so yeah, yeah, yeah. they could totally do like a ton of things um with like a tv series awesome okay in cool. fact actually i would now prefer it more to be a tv <laughs> series <Yeah>. <laughs> very good awesome yeah. you. how about you paul I would take um, a Link's Awakening, the Game Boy game, mm-hmm. the one where he sort of uh, wakes up on the beach. And there is no it, yeah. Zelda. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I I don't know why because maybe I played that one the most. I don't know. Maybe this game I played the most. I don't. I don't really remember. But I would like to see that as a traditional animated movie, almost like Disney's Robin Hood. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, uh, fleshed out as a movie, that mm-hmm. might be fun. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, I similarly to you, Paul. I would love to see uh, Legend of Zelda Two. Uh, Link. I almost picked that one. What was it? Not <laughs> Link's, Link's Adventure. Awa- yeah, Adventure like of Link. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's Link's Adventure of Adventure of Link. I'd like to see that as an actual anime, like a very high quality yeah. anime. Whoa. I think it would be really cool to would be to cool. see that. And I think yeah, I could do that as a, a season, like a twelve episode season. Taking the intro, uh, dungeons, and then yeah. climax. I think that would work great. The weird thing about this question is that, but most of all, I would love to see a really well done live action movie. But I don't know what game would hold that well. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I think. Oh, go ahead. I, uh, if I had to pick one that would hold up like live action, yeah, I would say probably Ocarina of Time would probably be the closest. Yeah, well, you have the biggest probably. fan base, and yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd I'd love to see Twilight Princess, but I feel like the the wolf thing would be a bit too yeah. odd. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and you could cast a boy and cast uh, his older brother or something as the two links or yeah. film it you know 10 years apart i guess i mean yeah if you're super committed but yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do we know they're not doing that right now <gasps> oh my gosh you heard it here first predictions Oof. from retro rewind past okay. i'm spoiling all kinds of things tonight <laughs> well hopefully those... they don't need reshoots <laughs> <laughs> well now that you found out some trivial info about us let's find out what memories you had of this game. First off, Celeste Mora says, Francisco getting frustrated with it. <laughs> Thank you, by the way, Celeste, for watching me play this game on Twitch. Uh, Branson Boinkin says, one of my favorite Zelda games story-wise. Very good. Uh, new underscore York underscore Nihilist said, that is one of the greatest games ever made. Oh, he, I, he's opinionated about that, I think. 
And then Nathan James Dorman kind of gets us into our dislike section by saying, I played it a bit on the SNES Classic. It still it's looks SNES. gorgeous. I know you pronounce it SNES, but for those people who don't listen to your Good point. streams. Good point. And I used to pronounce it SNES too. So yes. I, it's SNES. Only, I, I still do. Yeah, it's only if I if if SNES worked with SNES with Quest, then it but SNES Quest just goes so yeah. much better. Yeah, yeah, but definitely. we all know it's a Super en- Entertainment, whatever. <laughs> super Nintendo enter- <laughs> Entertainment. <whatever>. Yes, <laughs> that's what <laughs> Entertainment System. Yes, uh, Entertainment. Nathan, going back to his comment, it still looks gorgeous. The music, mechanics, and story are great. But it just doesn't grab me like it used to. I only play retro games these days, but I think this one has not aged as well as I thought it would. Well, that oh. brings us into it because it is a 16-bit game that is not often played these days. You mean 16-bit games aren't often played these days? Well, what I mean, they're not issued by Nintendo. They're not. Oh, they're, oh Nintendo's n- not issuing well, Zelda 16-bit they, but they games besides but, the SNES Quest. <laughs> well, no, but they did recently come out on the Switch with uh, Project Octopath, which is uh, it's it's more closer. I'd say it's more akin to because it's a Square Enix game. It's more akin to Final Fantasy three slash six, the one that came out on the SNES. All right, details, details. Let's get into the details <laughs> okay. of what we disliked. <laughs> I'm just trying to prove you wrong there, XL. Oh, that's fine. I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> Shouldn't be too hard. Well, let's start with Q. What's one thing you didn't like about this game, if there was anything? Uh, so one thing I, I didn't like uh, um, about this game was <laughs> actually the controls I felt really? were pretty weak. Huh. Um, I didn't I even I. Okay. And I, I do remember this from the SNES days, getting frustrated with it, mm-hmm. even on an SN on a SNES controller. <laughs> <laughs> um, and playing on my emulator, I, I it, it still wasn't very good, and not because of like a delay from the emulator or anything like that, but just the way it just didn't feel as responsive. Mm-hmm. And oh, okay. I know exactly why it mm. doesn't feel as responsive. It's because I've, I don't know if you guys ever played um, it, but on the 3DS, they oh, came yeah. out with a link between worlds. Which yeah. is sort of like a reboot almost it's, of this one. Yeah, it's a spiritual successor that okay. takes place in the same place, uh-huh. right. but it's technically a different link. Oh, is that okay. where you can like go at on? A different time. Yeah, yeah, is that where you can like like flatten yourself against the walls? Yeah, exactly. And go, yeah, exactly. And uh, I in in um, after playing you know this one for a while, um, I I went and I turned on my 3ds and I played that one for a few minutes, yeah, and I was better. just like so happy with the controls. <laughs> really, I was yeah. like, wow, this feels a lot snappier and like yeah. i can specifically hit the exact enemy i want you know like with the boomerang it's so hard to do a diagonal hit or like i don't know mine would I, always I, go the wrong way the only the only issue i would have when i first started playing was hitting things correctly with the sword because you don't have that diagonal angle it's pretty much just yeah, up down left true. right so that yeah. was the thing i had issues with Ye- but Sword, yeah. but not I I I mean I was playing again. This is like pretty much uh, legit SNES controller here, um, uh-huh. and I didn't have any other issues with any other items. So I 
And you said you're you're playing now. Were you emulating that link between worlds, or were you playing on a the system it was born on? I was, was definitely on. playing the system it was born on. Well, I think case closed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no more dislikes for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair though. That, if it is a bad experience for you, then that's no good. Uh, Paul, what was something that was no good for you? All right, bear with me on this one, okay? Roar. Exactly. But the title. I it's thought a this, <laughs> A Link to the Past would have been a great, story-wise, would have been a great time to use jumping, not between Light World and Dark World, but, but between the past, past and, and the, the future. future. Yeah. I mean, what a waste yeah. of a title. <laughs> Do you know the yeah. reason behind that, Paul? No. Is it a translation? It is, that's exactly what it is. Uh. So in the, the original translation of this game, I'm, I'm trying to find it, but it, was, it had a lot more religious undertones or overtones. In Japan, this, this game was called um, Legend of Zelda uh, Kamigami no Triforce which is literally the Triforce of the Gods. Mm. And you can see some of that, that religious uh, symbolism in the sanctuary, yeah, which the is as like the, uh, the stained glass and all that. So they changed it because Nintendo of America has uh, content guidelines that re- seek to remove that stuff. And so oh. that's why it was changed to A Link to the Past, which it seems like it would make more sense to say some like a link between worlds or something like right. that because <laughs> and it ruins it for future games to use that title because yeah. it's a great title oh, for totally. a time travel yeah, yeah 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 the play on words link uh-huh. uh, exactly yeah. yeah but so sorry alas okay so that's your your first, first dislike, dislike. Yeah. for me my first dislike amounts to <sighs> It was so a lot of and this is something you like, Q. So I'm I I'm gonna uh-huh. not only cut off your dislike, but also <laughs> come back at one of your likes. I felt like a lot of the items were like one use items and that's the the only reason you had them. Like the the ice and fire one I and mean, the fire one had a little bit more a legitimacy, but then you didn't really need the lantern. But the ice wand, those two canes, you use the platform one occasionally. I never, I don't remember ever using the the blue wand. The 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 fairy dust, the magic dust. I was like, eh. Uh, I just and the the cape was okay sometimes. The medallions, that quick medallions, only for getting into the last temple. So I, I felt yeah. like a lot of those items could have been used a lot more. And maybe I just, since I didn't 100% the game, I just didn't find the opportunities to use those other items. But right. I felt they were there was a lot. Some I used a lot, like hookshot, bone arrow. Uh, I used a lot, a lot. Bombs, of course. Duck. <laughs> boomerang. I didn't use boomerang as much as I thought I would. What? Mm. It is so effective at yeah. so well, many times. I did, well, so is I the hookshot. I didn't have the upgrade yeah. boomerang though. I'm I wasn't even sure uh, where to get the upgrade boomerang. Okay. So that that I really think you limited. You throw it me. into one of the fairy ponds, if yeah. I remember right. Uh, anyway. Okay. But you know what? That's if the game had, you know, if once you defeat Ganon at the end, if it had opened up to a whole nother if you could actually go into the past and then you could have used those items. Uh, in sure, there. yeah. I'm I'm all about that. I'm just saying for the the context yeah. of this game, the boundaries of it. 
Uh, it was just uh, didn't work you for me. Less than a th- enthused. Exactly. Uh, let's go back to Q. What's another thing you despised about? <laughs> it's it's funny. Most of my dislikes, or these two dislikes that I have, actually come from the fact that I've played other Zelda games. Mm-hmm. That uh-huh. I, and in this case, um, <laughs> I actually... Uh, I remember when I, you know, played this as a kid. One of my memories was that this was a giant, huge open world. Yeah. Like, and I was, I was like so, like when I started playing, I was so ready to like remember how big this world was. Mm-hmm. And I was actually taken back, and I realized this world's like really small. Like well, even compared to the, today's games, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Like no. Exactly. Like. Um, like take for example ocarina of time Mm -hmm. uh there's like a lot of times where you're just riding around on an opponent getting to a place Mm -hmm. because the world is so big sure the sun setting it takes way too long (laughs) (laughs) and with uh this game it felt like i could cross the entire map in less than a minute if you have a duck it's even faster oh are you talking about the bird yeah, I looks it looks I call it a duck, and even oh. though it probably isn't because the bill is so big. Oh, I, I never <laughs> never looked like a duck to me, so I I didn't realize you were making a joke before. I thought you were just saying duck for so I don't no, know what it was. That bird <laughs> you whistle and it comes and picks you up. Okay, but, yeah, yes. the game the game felt small to me, smaller than I remember. I remember being a huge big world, mm-hmm. and then I was I was sad to see it was actually really. A lot smaller than I remember. It's kind of like when you're little and you imagine you go and you remember this big hill and then you revisit it as an adult and it's barely an incline. That's interesting because I had this almost the the reverse experience. I don't remember it being as – it wasn't necessarily that the map, the overworld was – huge but there are so many like nooks and crannies that you i kept like wanting to oh what's what's there what if i explored around here a bit more i wonder why i'd find oh this is a graveyard up here how many of these tombstones actually have something like there's so many different places where i felt like i need i want I need, to I search want, but i don't have time to search exactly oh. so so it's almost like it was um it wasn't but you're also playing it huge and the overworld wasn't huge but it was deep like there are lots of mm. levels uh-huh. like yeah. an onion yeah. but what were you yeah. gonna say paul you're coming at it from two different angles. You wanting to get through it so you can beat it. <laughs> Just be shorter game. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> different. That's same end goal, but different end yeah. goals. That, Never that mind. Could, yeah, that, that could make that could make a difference. Yeah. 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 Uh, so. Okay. What's something else you didn't like, Paul? And this is kind of personal. I don't know. Maybe this is my attitude, but I found it really frustrating getting lost in the real world, like in the caves, like which way am I supposed to go or getting lost in the forest. I understand it's fine getting lost in the dungeon. That's what it's there for, you know, to try to figure out, but also getting lost in the real worlds as well. It's just like, look, I don't even like get to fight a boss for all this, you know, getting lost. Like, it didn't seem like worth it. Like, come on, let me just get to the next point. Yeah. So I know that's like, hey, that's life. It's part of the game. But it, I found it frustrating. That's fair. I, I completely get that. Something I found frustrating that's my other, uh, just like before I get to our Tragic Makers, is the a few of those boss fights. Man, <laughs> they were tough. If you're watching my streams, you know, you could probably think of the ones, the one with the three worms in the desert dungeon. Right off the bat, it's like the second dungeon you you go to to uh-huh. get the second pendant. 
Oh my goodness, did I struggle with that? Uh, and, and some, save I think, state. Well, yeah, I ended up having to use save state, but it just took me so long to beat those. And I, yeah. it was a matter of yeah. the, you only have I think four, maybe five hearts at that point. So you, yeah. you really have to not get hit, otherwise you're going to die. Well, and, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that that was one example where the the sort of growth trajectory or your your, yeah. your perceived experience trajectory does not match the difficulty very well. That and then there's also uh, Ganon. I felt was oh the, that two headed guy with the with the red side and the blue side that was tricky. And then the Ganon, I felt I didn't realize I needed a silver arrow and le- until someone on stream said, "Hey, do you have the silver arrow?" I'm like, "What? What silver arrow? I don't know what this is." What? Uh, so That's they help you get. You get to talk to the people at recess, yeah. and they'll tell you things. Exactly, like that. exactly. But Keith, yeah. you know, Q is above that. That's fine. He, he can be, he can be <laughs> well, actually. No, that that's the thing. Like because I didn't really like rely on anything like that when it came to those bosses, man. Okay, that the worm boss, the three worms in the desert, that was really challenging for me until I um I I just decided okay I'm just gonna figure this out. <laughs> I sat <laughs> right. down, I watched like kind of how the bosses did things, and I still couldn't figure it out. So then I just kind of like. I because I, I was dying over and over again. I I had to save state it. Like it, it was getting ridiculous. Um, and eventually, I kind of just happened upon the answer. Uh, oh, is, you, is there a strategy to beating them other than just like don't get hit? I found a strategy. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, at least that worked for me, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you go in, um, and always attack them from behind the left to the right mm. so you're to the left of them yeah. and you attack them uh from the side yeah. those things will never ever hit you Weird. and they will never jump towards you either yeah and so oh. i always had to attack them from the left i i i literally i just happened upon it i noticed in like i dodged them three times doing that i'm like i wonder and then the next time i tried it and bam it, yeah I'm I invincible. Could do it. it'd be yeah, nice exactly. if sauce man told you that sheesh I dude, his hints are the worst. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Getting the compass is really helpful. It's Ooh. like things. You know what? That that leads me perfectly into my tragic maker uh, cue. You don't like salsa? <laughs> no, it's the the dialogues uh, blocks in this game. There's so many. They're so repetitive. And for I mean, this may be another function of me streaming this, but I, I try to read a lot of the dialogue. And if I read you got the compass. This will tell you where the the big baddie is in this dungeon. And it, it, it wraps. So you always miss the dungeon until you hit the button again. I'm like, Oh my gosh, for one word, can't you like get rid of that? Uh-huh. So <laughs> just having to read the same things over and over again and having that, I, it'd be nice if you could either, if you've done it a few times, if that would just turn off, uh, or you know, do you want to be re- if so, if Salsa Man says, "Hey, do you want to be reminded about what the what the bombs do and what the dun- what the map does and what the compass does?" I'm like, "Yes, I don't want to be reminded of that anymore. Please turn that off." But that that was my that's kind of paltry. But that was my charging maker. Just I was about to say <laughs> that you might <laughs> only certain uh, audience. It would be reading it out loud every time. You know what? I'm that audience. <laughs> yeah, so that makes sense. Do you know? Do you know Nintendo that uh, 20 plus years ago these these games would be streamed live? 
How could you not know that? <laughs> Think ahead. Anyway, uh, what was your tragic maker, uh, Q? My tragic maker, and this, it pains me to have this as a tragic maker, but it is just the most annoying thing I found in the whole game. The game is, like, amazing, but, geez, this this one part, the heart, when you get to one heart, it just oh. beeps and beeps <laughs> It is really beeps. bad, yeah. I I cannot stand it. Like and beep, beep, beep. this is in like multiple, you know, Zelda games, even yeah. going forward. Like I don't think it's until very recently, even no, actually in in the Breath of the Wild, I think it's still there. Oh wow. Um, See Yeah, I, like I think it'd be nicer if it was like it starts off really strong and then gets sort of subtle and it's just there sort of in the right? background. So you yeah. know it's there. But it's not so shrill. I know yes. it is. I, 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 there's so many times I was just so stressed out from the beep. I died <laughs> yes, to something exactly. like I really shouldn't have. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was game. it was stressful. Yeah. And maybe that's maybe they did it for that very reason. But yeah, yeah. it doesn't make it any better. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I well, it's kind of like the in uh, the Super Mario Brothers game, the original one, when you only have like a minute left, the music speeds up and it makes you kind of like panic attack, kind of, and it makes you die because you're stressed out. Uh-huh. I think maybe they're going for the same thing. At least it's musical. This is it's like an alarm clock going off. <laughs> it's it's the wake worst. up, wake up from your past self. Oh. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, I just that that's my tragic maker. I, uh, I can't stand that heart sound in through all of their iterations of the yeah. game. It is the worst. Indeed. And it, it's pretty bad here in A Link to the Past for sure. Yeah. All right, Paul. How'd you top that one? I I can't. I'm just in shock because I think as Kitos is talking about it, yeah, that sounds worse <laughs> than mine. <laughs> um I actually turned the volume down. Um, played without the sound because of that reason which is unfortunate because the music and the sound effects are so great yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. um my original tragic maker before (laughs) (laughs) is absolutely correct in his um was just how easy it is to get hit by the bad guys when you only have like three to six hearts like they're attacking from all angles but you can only attack from certain angles you know that's why you do the spin attack uh, yeah, not when you're beeping. Stressed <laughs> <laughs> out, yeah, like forgetting boost because you're just worried about this beep. Yeah, but it, it to me, it's kind of like how you were saying that um, you can't hit with the sword diagonally. It's only yes. left, right. Yeah. But the enemies can hit you diagonally, yeah, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. Yes. So, yeah. And that's really frustrating when you only have, when you start out at, towards the beginning with a small number of hearts. Mm-hmm. So um, I wish that maybe that you started out with five hearts or a little more, you know yeah. what I mean? Maybe yeah, six hearts. Three, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's... So Kitos wins, in my opinion, <laughs> as far as like Kitos wins. Good job. <laughs> all his other dislikes are thrown out, but that one, that yeah. one wins them yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all or nothing. Okay. Well, now that we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. 
Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Do we rate The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past a classic? We'd recommend anyone go out and play this game. Uh, like if you have a SNES Mini and you're like, I don't know about, yes, play this game or even, uh, I mean, probably shouldn't emulate it, but it's worth playing. However you get it, it's worth playing if it's a classic. By any means necessary. By any means necessary. <laughs> and nostalgic, it's definitely worth a replay if you enjoyed it as a kid, but probably not for the first uh, first time play. Or a tragic, it's not worth anyone's time today. If you have fond memories, leave those intact. Don't sully them with a replay. Let's start with our guest, Q. How do you rate The Legend of Zelda? Only to the past. This was a hard one. Like... Mm to decide whether I was going to... Uh, I was, I'm was. i stuck between classic and nostalgic. Uh-huh. Oh, probably for the same reason I am, but go ahead. Uh, it, it's it's a very hard one because while I, I've played pretty much every Zelda after it, except for, I think, Skyward Sword. Okay. Um, and uh, it's... <laughs> So I have a lot to compare it to. Have Not you played only my Phantom memories, uh, or the train one, Hourglass, Spirit Tracks? Yeah. Uh, I haven't played Spirit Tracks. Okay. That one I didn't get to do, but I did do Phantom Hourglass. Okay. Um, so I have a lot of like 2D Zeldas to compare to okay. and 3D Zeldas mm-hmm. to compare mm-hmm. to as well. And so it's hard to be, because there's so many things they do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what makes it hard for me is like, okay, can I really consider this a classic? Because these other ones improve on so many mechanics sure and as i i played it right i was i was definitely going between that line of classic and nostalgic and i realized like this game is so good in so many ways as bad as like the things i don't like about it Mm -hmm. right the only reason they're not good is just because there's other games that have differences in them but that i feel like to me that shouldn't make the game um, not a classic mm-hmm. just because other games have better stuff because right. the truth is this game is really amazing from the music to the enemies, to the dungeon fights, to the design of it all. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's, it's hard to really find games like this that are so like made with like love and passion, honestly, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. It, it's, it's really amazing. Like you can hear it when you play, you can hear, you can see it, like in the design I, I i just love it so much and it's a classic like yeah to me the it's a classic and i i would play it again definitely like anytime and awesome. i would recommend everyone play it wow take 13 weeks to to play it. it's great that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, it might take a while but <laughs> i feel like it improves your brain too there just having to figure out some of these puzzles it's like sure. sudoku or Something like that. Anyway, Paul, what's your rating? <laughs> I I was debating, but for kind of similar but kind of different, and it's that it's the gameplay, mm-hmm. like you said, the controls. I'm wondering. I haven't played the the SNES uh, classic or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the the controls are a little less clunky. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of the things that's holding me back. It seems like the newer games are a little more refined, mm-hmm. and it's comparing it to those newer games that 
if you were to play any Zelda game, you might enjoy some better. But taking so I'm I'm kind of in the same boat that Kethos was, mm-hmm. like comparing it to the newer games. Mm-hmm. But when you compare it by itself, like not comparing to any others, just by itself, it's still a good game and it still has fun quests. So um I say it's a classic. Classic. Okay. Well for me, it's you know it's a classic for me as well. I I really enjoy playing it. I think it it helped that I was streaming it. it even through the frustrations, even though there are parts where I'm like, "Oh my gosh, game! I'm so done with you." <laughs> it, it's like, "Princess, come back, come back." It's, it's okay. you know what Let's I think helped up. most. <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, game." <laughs> Naming the character Paul XO. That was yeah. That was another <laughs> awesome thing. So, as those of you who've been listening for a while, you know Paul is the XO of this Retro Rewind Pod ship. And for, uh, for while I've been streaming games, if I can name the character Paul XO, which we've lovingly called Paulzo, uh, then I do that. So that that is a fun. It's like you're there with me in spirit all the time, Paul. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, so according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate The Legend of Zelda: Links of the Past a unanimous classic game. We definitely recommend you play this one. And uh, you will likely have a lot of fun. I guess if you hate adventure slash RPG slash fantasy games, then you may not like it. But other than that, I think you'll enjoy this game. Okay. Uh, now let's get back to our own time. Good old 20XX. Alert. Alert. What? What? Target acquired. Oh, oh my. What is this? Reflux capacitor. Fluxing. Crew. Distinction. Scanning for The Legend of Zelda, Symphony Unicorn, 1989. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Alice glitching? Whoa, I wasn't expecting to get to another one here. Uh, apparently we had a secondary target. That's for some, that's a wrap. <laughs> okay, but uh, 1989. Oh, Sing for the Unicorn. We. Oh, yeah, I remember watching this cartoon. Do you remember watching this, Paul? Not at all. I saw the ringer, but I didn't see uh, re- sing for the unicorn. Well, I'm sure Kitos remembered watching it, right, Kitos? No way. 1989. I was I was just becoming alive. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had the VHS. I'm sure you watched it. Okay, we're gonna do a short review of Legend of Zelda, one of the cartoons, because that we thought they'd be a fun companion to the game. So we're going to do the one on Sing for the Unicorn. And we're going to not do technicals. We'll do the mind meld to get Ryan right to likes and dislikes. So that's what's coming your way right now. So... This is the Triforce of Wisdom, Link. The evil wizard Ganon has the Triforce of Power. <laughs> Whoever gets both Triforces will rule this land forever. You must help me, Link. Hey, for you, Zelda, anything. (laughs) Nice job, hero. Hey, excuse me, princess. Here's what we remembered about Legend of Zelda, the cartoon, Sing for the Unicorn, episode, I think, I forget which one this was. Four or six? Okay. It is number five. Number Darn five. it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I have to try. Yeah. Off by one. And here's what we remembered about it. 
Ganon turns into a human magician and performs for the king's court while his moblins try to steal the Triforce of Wisdom. That's Link the and first Zelda. Episode. Yeah. Sorry. Link and Zelda chase Ganon away and follow him into the underworld where they find a Pegasus captured by Ganon. Link and Zelda free the Pegasus and escape using the magic flute. And Link cops an attitude with Zelda and says, Well, excuse me, princess. Uh, unfortunately, that was incepted. The last half was right, not the first half. Yeah, I wonder who that last half belonged to. Hmm. But you know what? Regardless, let's talk about things we liked. Uh, one thing we liked about this movie, uh, this movie, this TV show, specifically, specifically this episode. Paul, let's start with you. I thought the king was refreshingly humorous. It's not what? he didn't have the attitude of like a noble world. Okay. Oh, 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 you Don't got you, you dare. You got me, Paul. You got me. You're you're teasing me. What's your real what's your real That is I liked it. What? Yes. I, I I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. Uh, Q. I think you do know how you feel about that. You just don't want to say it. Q, uh, do you have any likes about this episode or maybe the cartoon in general? Uh, I liked that it was a cartoon. Great. Okay. <laughs> I actually liked First Thing the Unicorn. Uh I I really enjoyed that the music and the sound effects were felt like they can't they're like more fully right orchestrated came right from the game they didn't try yeah. to pull oh this is this is how Link and Hyrule sound guys and it sounds like Nothing a cheesy like knockoff yeah, yeah I, I really liked that it was like the music so that was really great uh, and wait wait are you trolling me you really liked it. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, I really liked it, Paul. All right, that's fair. <laughs> uh, let's now let's go just real quick. What was our classic makers about this this episode, Paul? Let's start with you. Actually, Keith, those took mine. It was what? that they actually made this cartoon. Oh, I okay. thought the character designs and every and the animation, the fact that he, this cartoon exists. I thought uh, it, it's it's really cool that they did this, and I thought they did it well with the character designs. Now, are you in the camp? So I'm in this camp that okay. they should have just they should have just completely um, nixed the Super Mario cartoon and just made the Legend of Zelda cartoon because this was they so are, much better than that. Not nixed, but that they went on to create more like Super Mario World and mm-hmm. like cartoons i wish they went on to create more zelda cartoons yeah yeah I, maybe side by side if they could only do one maybe do every other i don't know yeah i wonder what i i didn't look up what the story behind why that didn't happen because it money. seems like the answer is always money well i don't know i'm not necessarily with nintendo nintendo could be like oh you didn't use our share property right now we're not gonna let you make another super mario brothers movie for 20 years well, look what look at the money it didn't bring in, and you wonder why. That's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> RetroRewindPodcast.com slash six for our Super Mario Brothers, the movie episode. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, okay. But, well, for, so that was your classic maker, that, they, that this exists. Yes. What about the this ca- episode specifically, though? Well, I like the character designs. Okay. In general, I thought they, you know, it looks more realistic, not mm-hmm. uh, less cartoony, and I like that. Yeah, for for me, I actually liked that um, Zelda seems to have 
a lot more agency than she does in the games. Though, what do you mean and, agency? Like she represents an agency? <laughs> what do you mean? She's an agent. She represents. When you see her, you run. <laughs> no. She's so agency. <laughs> no, gotta run. Agency in that she's not just waiting to be rescued. She's not captured and just sort of waiting. That she is able to uh, destroy one of the, I think she destroys the Staphlos or one of the giant that's hurting Link with her bow and arrow, which I don't really get yeah. why she has a bow and arrow all of a sudden. Because why not? But uh, she does have more agency when you get to Ocarina of Time when she's actually the character of, what's what's her name? Sheik. Spoiler. Sheik. Thank you. Sheik. Yes, spoiler alert for Ring of time. Uh, so th- that's cool when you see that develop there. But this cartoon had it originally. Uh, I thought her character was very flawed in other ways, but I did like that she contributed to the adventure. She wasn't just like captured every episode and Link had to rescue her every episode. She was part of the, the team trying to free, like in this one in particular, the unicorn. You must help me, Link. Hey, for you, Zelda, anything. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty spot on. Yeah, well, uh, speaking of that, Paul, maybe we should get to the things we didn't like about the this. And that's pretty much one of them for me. The dialogue, uh, some of it's... Oh, come on. Kiss me. Some of it's great. I, I felt like Link had a lot of fun lines. Funny lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, And he was also voiced very fun, humorly, humorly yeah. in a very uh, comedic way, which yes. I enjoyed. But I looks uh, like I'm about to drop out of the hero business. Yes, yes, that was one. <laughs> there's oh, there's another great line that he said. Um, I haven't just been. I didn't just uh, fall on my face, uh, fall out of the sky for nothing just then. Something like something like that. Uh, but it you was, had to be there. It was funny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, wow. But the the king's dialogue at the beginning, uh, I I know you liked him, Paul, but I was just not having any of them. It was refreshing. No, it was Different. not. It was it's just very weird. I feel like a father or a king would act like that. So I was I felt like he deserved to get captured. <laughs> safe. What was that? I said safe. Safe. Yeah, you're safe with that answer. Like, yeah, I agree. Oh, okay, okay. That's a safe, that's a safe answer. Uh, Q, is there something you didn't uh, like about the the series or yes. what you saw yes. in this episode? Uh, yeah, the series I couldn't find on Netflix. How, oh, how am I supposed bummer. to watch it on uh, Netflix? Uh, you, it's you streaming too. on Voodoo. By, by, oh, is it on Voodoo? Yeah. Really? Oh, oh. Could just watched it there. I, I figured I'd just have to resolve to YouTube, but okay. So you, it's on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, which it's for interesting. Free? Yeah, for free. <laughs> okay. From a Cuz it's not free on Voodoo. Oh, okay. But what's inter- what's weird is the one I watched had a different uh, Mario and Luigi skit at the beginning and end. Oh, it wasn't the, Rip Ram Winkle or whatever his name was? No, it was, so it was that one. But on the yeah. VHS, I remember being completely different like it it's it ended with a Diana Ross uh a Supremes cover artist, oh, which was weird. Maybe, Interesting. maybe someone uh, so, recorded over it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I suppose that's this uh, this DVD set I have. It, I watched the one that has the uh, the Mario, the live action Mario Brothers with it, uh-huh. and the the Rip Van Winkle one was the one that was with it. Okay, 
Weird. So uh, yeah. Maybe... I, the VHS, I remember having a very distinct one. And I don't remember us having any, collecting any of the Mario cartoons because I don't remember ever watching those. I know we had. But you did remember part of episode one. Maybe Diana Ross was part of episode one, not episode five. <sighs> maybe. maybe. I don't know. Regardless. Uh, yeah, I didn't like the, the dialogue. What's something you didn't like, Paul? So of the three main characters of Link and Zelda and the uh, Ganon, the an Asian la- oh, ninja yeah, lady, Sing, yeah, yes, who so, I thought was chic at first. I thought, oh wow, this is like, yeah, I did too. Oh, they, yeah. I realized that this is the origin. Oh no! So apparently they all have weapons that defeat almost everybody <laughs> in one shot, and yes. they never use them all at the same time. So. It's like, oh, I'm going to stand here and do nothing while character A does their thing. And then I'll do nothing while character B does their thing. They didn't all defend and attack at the same time, which would have been way more efficient and could have gotten themselves out of trouble. You know what? That's pretty much, well, it wasn't... It wasn't one of my. I'll, I'll just comment on that. It's it's just cartoon logic. I mean, the same thing with when you have uh, Link. Zelda says to Link, "Oh, you can't understand her. She's from another country." Uh, Sing is from another country or something. And then it cuts to Ganon uh, berating the king that he's going to fall through the pit. And then it cuts back, and all of a sudden, Zelda somehow uh, was able to translate or understand everything yes. Sing said that and was, tells yeah. Link what happened. Yes. But uh, the, of the all the logic flaws, to me, that was the most frustrating. Where that could have prevented everything if they actually just used what they had in their pockets. Yeah, fair. Uh, well, Paul, what was your tragic maker for Sing for the Unicorn? The voice is way too high for the ninja lady chic. She talks like this. She at least did. In, I remember in, her talking. That's weird. <laughs> Yes, it was ridiculously high. It was like unnatural, alien, way, way high. I wonder if they took the Zelda voice actress and just um, processed it higher. So well, that they, they, they processed else. it way too high. <laughs> it, it's really not good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I didn't honestly notice that. but that was, So that is the thing you hate the most about this. That huh? was the worst thing about this oh, okay. a whole episode, in I, my opinion. Well, far. okay, maybe this isn't... Uh, Let me he, guess, the king. No, the king wasn't my tragic <laughs> maker. And maybe it wasn't, it's not specific to this episode, but this is the only one I ever remember. I have seen that that one you thought it was, the opening... Yeah, the where, ringer. The ringer one. I have seen that one, but not as a kid. This okay. was the only one I remember seeing as a kid. And it's just, it's probably more the time that we're living in now, but I i found, well, I don't know if it really is the time, but it's just the romantic relationship between Link and Zelda is so strange. I think it, it like, he's, he's very much, I, okay, I get that he wants to kiss her all the time. That makes sense. But that she's like, oh yeah, let's, you rescue me, let's kiss. No, why do you want to kiss? I mean, just either say no i'm not interested and leave it at that 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 be your answer every time or yeah i am interested and be like okay let's be romantic I just stop it with the the games yeah well she means yes meaning no and no meaning yes yeah that doesn't help anyone just be, say 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 where you're at be upfront about it well, well that's happy. why he's always asking for a kiss because sometimes she'll say yes and then they'll get interrupted. And she wonders why he is always asking. Jeez. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
Anyway, so that is my trash career. <laughs> that Princess Zelda never learns. This <laughs> uh, almost thirty-year-old cartoon. Wow, I can't believe that. Um, okay. Well, uh, Q, Q, did you have any uh, tragic makers other than not on Z- uh, non- no. Netflix? Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we're going to now go to the final rating of this <laughs> TV show. <laughs> Sounds good. Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. Do we rate Legend of Zelda, this secondary target, uh, a classic? We'd recommend, not Legend of Zelda, Legend of Zelda, Sing for the Unicorn, the cartoon episode. A classic, we'd recommend anyone go and watch this uh, this episode. A nostalgic, we'd recommend if you enjoyed it as a kid, maybe it'd be worth rewatching. Or a tragic, it's not worth anyone's time today. Paul? Um, if, you're, if you've never seen this, um, you're not missing much in my opinion if you don't go if you never watch this. If you do see this, well, let me put it this way. I, I have the video series and I've been wanting to watch it for I've had this for years and I always I've started watching with episode one mm-hmm. and by the time uh, like okay, episode two, I'm just not into it. <laughs> And I've seen the first episode like four times. I tried to watch this series, and I've never been able to get to episode two. So I skipped ahead for this one and watched episode five. But one of the things that I really enjoyed—it's only like fifteen minutes long or twenty at the most. Yeah, it's not yeah, very it's long. Really quick, yeah. So it inspires me to go back and watch. I think there's only like twelve or something. Twelve, like that. yeah, twelve episodes. And I enjoyed. Yeah, their relationship between Link and Zelda is a bit frustrating, but mm-hmm. I like the characters overall. So and, and I'm going to I'm gonna actually try to go back and watch all 12 again. Okay. So I've, if you liked it before, I'm going to say, yeah, give it a shot. You, okay. you, you may like it. So I'm going to predict nostalgic. Predict or actually rate? Actually rate it nostalgic. Oh, okay. Uh, for... I'm I something you didn't touch on or we didn't touch on was I felt like the the overall animation of the action like this seemed like very action heavy and yes. I felt well, that that was animated pretty well yes so uh, but that's not enough to make it uh, more than a tragedy for me <laughs> <laughs> I I I just didn't I mean it's fine to watch I guess I I remember it I remembered it a lot more fondly than it ended up being. Uh, so I, I'm like, too, eh. your expectations were too high. I, I guess I yeah. much rather, like I said, make that uh, Link's Adventure anime, or an or or like the CG Majora's Mask, which looks yeah. so beautiful. Uh, so it's, I think, I think it's a lot of the the overall quality and yeah, just the relationship dynamics and dialogue, uh, everything wow. we already said. So yeah, the one thing I liked most is the one thing you hated most. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, now we have a tie. So, Q, what's going to be the tiebreaker? No, I say nostalgic. You say tragic, right? So yeah. then we need a tiebreaker. Okay. Exactly. Just, just what like I just said. Understanding. Wait. Sorry. So, what do I need to do for coming up with? You the... say classic. That way, it's a draw. No, say <laughs> oh, nostalgic my. or tragic. Oh, okay. Just we don't like. We don't have like a little game. No, no <laughs> game. Okay. All right. I guess if you uh, want to make it a game, like have us play for your your sense of your okay. Which monkey can dance the best? <laughs> oh man. Um. Okay. No. No. Uh, in my gut, like I know what I would pick. I don't 
even like for me i would rate this tragic uh-huh. i didn't even remember a single second of it and even though we had it on vhs francisco mm-hmm. like even if i watched it it was so unmemorable to me <laughs> that and that, like just watching it now like i i watched you know like five minutes of it and no, I, I I would turn it off immediately. Okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I I I definitely would rate it tragic, even though I have limited experience rewatching it and I have no memory of watching it previously. On first instincts, I I would rate it a tragic. Fair enough. Well, according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate the Legend of Zelda Sing for the Unicorn episode a disputed tragic episode. Uh, if if what the some of the things we liked sound good to you, well, actually, we'd recommend this to no one. So unless you're in Paul's <laughs> camp, maybe you rewatch it. But otherwise, yeah, we recommend but, you with very watch low it. expectations. Yeah. yeah, I wonder is there something you guys would recommend, like a game cartoon that you would recommend or something like that? A game cartoon, like I would recommend Captain N. Castlevania. Oh, the okay, new the new series. Castlevania. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Yeah. How about you, Paul? Can you think of any? series like as i was saying i think i would like to see if captain n holds up but i don't know i feel like it wouldn't i would think it would hold up just the same i i can't think of anything off the top of my head okay well regardless uh good luck with that now let's see if we can actually get back to our own time if there's no other targets uh, let's bring uh, us back uh, to uh, 20xx please there's a glitch in the matrix Concepts online Receiving incoming transmission. There we go. Okay, so no uh, feedback this time, but big, big, big announcement. Do you know what it is, Paul? Or you Q? got a big butt? Huh. I cannot lie. Big no, announcement. We are going to be doing our giveaway right now. Oh, it's about time. For I'm so excited. Beautiful, for this. beautiful. How do I enter? Too late. <laughs> <laughs> did you comment on our Facebook group post? Did you join our Facebook group? That's what you needed to do. Uh, for This is for the Iron Giant 8x10 print by uh, Colin Schlicht. Check him out at Art by Colin. Beautiful print. So, so glad nice. that one of you guys uh, or gals is going to win this. I entered all your names into one of those raffle spinning wheels. So I'll turn the volume up so you can hear it spin. But I'm going to hit play and we'll find out who wins this print. All right, it's spinning, it's spinning, good spin. Who, where is it going to land? And it lands on Celeste Mora. Wow. Congratulations, Celeste. Celeste. does seem to win yeah. a lot. Oh she wins a lot of the stickers I do on Twitch. Check us out on twitch.tv slash pod. Whenever I finish a game for SNES Quest, I do a sticker giveaway. But congratulations, Celeste. I'll I'll uh, put uh, Colin. I'll give Colin your information for where to send it. And uh, thanks to everyone for joining our Facebook group. Uh, thank you for everyone who entered that. And you can still uh, buy this print uh, at art or big. Go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash Colin C O L L I N, and you can buy the print. It's a beautiful one. Uh, but thanks to everyone who entered. Now, let's get to the usual suspects, i.e. the things we always say, and those are tragic. 
Vote on the movies we cover at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash vote. Buy our t-shirts at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash store. Get bonus content and more by supporting us on Patreon at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support. And contact us at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash contact. How else can people reach us, Paul, and you specifically? You can talk to us on social media. We are Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can also watch us record these very podcasts, as well as live streams of video games and pixel art illustration. If you follow us on twitch.tv slash Retro Rewind Pod, even if OBS is not working, because we will give you the correct link. So if you want to find me, you can go to Paul J. Powers. That's me, pauljpowers.com is my name now i'm legally changing my name to pauljpowers.com <laughs> you can find me there all right i'm not changing it really but um make sure you uh listen to next episode when we cover disney's the hunchback of notre dame Ooh. Ooh. one of those i've never seen so it'll be interesting to hear that conversation i've never seen it either what yeah there you go i'll be i'll be listening in for oh. your guys review awesome Awesome to hear that cue, uh, and as Paul mentioned, we are on, we are on Twitch, and uh, subscribing subscribing to our channel supports us for anywhere between two dollars and five dollars a month. You can even subscribe for free with an Amazon Prime membership. Just go to retroremindpodcast.com slash Twitch Prime to learn how to do that. It'll just take you to a YouTube video that just explains what to do. And a big thank you to our current Twitch circuits; those are our Twitch sub- subscribers: uh, Napod, Doc Holiday, three sixty four, Christian Geek Central, Rodius, eighteen. 1986 Chris Nitz, Eric the Viking for Herky, Nathan James Norman, Paul J. Powers, Dale, 71129, and Matt Cowan. Thank you all so much for subscribing to us on Twitch and supporting us that way. And big, big thank you to you, Paul. This has been an awesome six years. So glad we've been it's getting to do amazing. this. It's been six years. I wow. know. Jeez. It's, yeah. <laughs> do you think we would make it this far? Yes and no. Yes and no. Okay. I think we still have another year before we get to our into our two hundreds, though. That'll yeah. be a, probably the next big milestone. But six years. So glad to do the podcast with you, Paul. You're welcome, Francisco. <laughs> and I'm also really grateful to Q. You've been like one of our long. You've been here since episode <laughs> five. Yeah. You're like a brother. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Wait, oh, yeah. your last name is Rees too? Oh, there's a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for all, being our games correspondent. You've been pretty much here for every game except for one. So really appreciate yeah. uh, your voice and your opinion on these games we cover. Uh, we're, running, we're running to the end, of, I think, of the games we all three have played. So we may have to bring some other people in, but... Uh, I hope to always have you here. Maybe, maybe more movies. Okay, maybe join I us get for the more hint. movies. Not you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it's always awesome having you here. Q, can you definitely, please definitely tell people where they can find you online? And is there anything like anything you would like to promote? Uh, so you can find me online on Twitter at CoolDelux, Q-O-O-L-D-E-L-U-X-X. Or you can find me on Twitch at Twitch, uh, twitch.tv um, slash CoolDelux, Q-O-O-L-D-E-L-U-X-X. <laughs> uh, and that's where you can find me. Very, very cool. Any cool Warcraft 3 maps coming out soon? Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you would like to uh, see some... Um, 
pre-Warcraft 3 reforged ed map editing, you're definitely welcome to check out my channel. I also stream every Tuesday a uh, Telltale game with my friends uh, where we watch uh, my friend uh, Jim play through it and we all watch it sort of like we're getting around the couch together watching someone play through a game. So if you want to check that out, um, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, you can come hang out with us, see some cool new Telltale episodes. Right now we're working on Minecraft Telltale. Okay. Very cool. Though, didn't Telltale fold? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> so, so watch well, them while you can. Yeah, we'll eventually reach a end of content point, but <laughs> we, we, they create a lot of games, so okay. we, we still have yeah, a while well. to go. Nice. Yeah. We've been doing it for about a year now. Okay, wow. cool. Well, thank you again, Keith. Thank you again, Q, for being here. But most of all, I mean, as much as I love uh, Paul and Q, I appreciate you. Yes, you listening right this very second, and this second, and this second. Whether this is your first time listening to our show or you're a part of our Rewinder community, thank you for spending time with us. And we really do pray that you are more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX, and you can hire me to do pixel art for you via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr. Finally, we are proud to be part of the Retro Junkies Network at TheRetroJunkies.com and the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. You can catch us at either of those, but like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. You didn't like the Zelda cartoon? Well, excuse me, princess! What do you mean you don't know what you're doing? No, I know what I'm doing. I'm just not sure what to make of these projections. The temporal displacement manifolds are returning from quantum infinity back to our own temporal reality in no discernible pattern. Ah, gotcha. There, that should do it. Oh, amazing, babe. Thanks. It'll take time, but, but now we can lock into the scout ship's temporal coordinates. Let the captain know we're ready. <laughs> Engineering Con, re-rewind is ready to test. Con Engineering, thank you, Chief. Install the quantum jump drive and temporal data into the Thunder Road tube. Aye, aye, Captain. Engineering out. What you doing, Trav? Uh, uh, just saving your work today. Can't forget that Control-S. Yeah, so how many times were you saving?